So thankful for God that we've been around here. And uh, let me say this one of right in just a second. Before we jump in, uh, let me point you to something that out uh, on our welcome table, if you please, uh, to your left, the table with uh, t shirts and all kinds of different things on it. Um, but one thing on that specifically I would point you to a conversation I had over and over and over with people that God has brought to Summit is a conversation that goes something like this. People come to me and they say, Mark, I, I, used, to, I used to be involved uh, in church, but then got burned by the church and walked away from it, and, and God has really brought me to something that I wanted to get started coming back in it. And so a lot of you have used to be involved in church in some way, shape, or form. Something happened. And you just walked away. So you walked in the country back and back and walked with the Lord. Now, others of you are uh, new believers. And uh, so, so we're really excited about the people that, uh, that, that God is bringing to us. And we just want to tell you something. On the welcome table, right next to your left, we've got this green book, and it's just called Seek First, a New Believer's Journal. And this is a 28-day guide uh, for anybody in here, really. It says New Believer, but listen, if you're here and you want to get serious, you're saying, Can I, really, I feel like I need to be serious in my walk with the Lord. I feel like I'm off track. I need to get on track. Uh, this is free today, and we want everybody to take one if you want one. We've got something for you to do every day for the next 28 days. Uh, just to give you the opportunity to get into God's Word on a regular basis. I think that's good for me to stay for it all. But it's out there on the left, it's free. And if you want one, all you got to do is go out there and take it. When it's going to ask you a question, if you have to anybody in money, get one at the end of the service. All right, we're going to serve you guys and uh, help you. All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Father oh, God, thank you so much for today. God, I thank you for the people that are in the room. And God, I know that you are already at work. God, I know that you are already on the move uh, in people's hearts and lives. And God, I think that, that you know, you know where everybody's actually, you know what they came here from. You know what they did at the office this week. You know what they left at home this morning. And, and God, for some people, this is, this is an escape. For some people, God, they just feel like the way the world is coming down on them. Uh, God, there's people here today, maybe they've got questions about you. They, they, they don't even believe in you, or they are just here, or they, they've got a lot of questions about truth. And people's hearts are going to be damaged this morning. And Father, we just pray that you would begin to move, God. You are so big, so awesome. You can speak to every person here. And so God, I pray that you start right now that you would move, and you do more than we ever could have asked or imagined. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, um, my son and uh, his little girl, I've got three kids, and he just had another little girl, she's about two months old. And, uh, but my, my, my two older kids uh, love to play dress-up. Does anybody have kids, maybe little kids, kids love to play dress-up? There we go, several hands are going up there. My, my kids, they love to play dress-up. My, my little girl, she, she, she's going in her room, she's got all kinds of princess dresses, you know, she may put one on and wear it all day long. Um, my son, uh, my son, uh, if you go into his room, so, you'll find an assortment of superhero costumes. Uh, my son said he's in the back with uh, some kids this morning. Uh, he is obsessed with superheroes. I mean, it's, it's got an obsession for him where he's at with superheroes. And so, so he, he likes to dress up uh, as his favorite superhero. And one of the great things about uh, when he dresses up as a superhero is as soon as he puts the costume on, in his mind, he changes and takes on the characteristics of that superhero. 
So, so it's like you do when you walk through my house and all of a sudden you turn a corner and there is a five-year-old Iron Man. And, and again, it's in my success. He's put on the Iron Man costume. So he's convinced that now he can shoot cannons from his hand. He has this gun that he puts in his hand and shoots plastic bullets. Some of you get shot in the face in my house several times a day. Yeah, he's convinced he can punch through walls. They change. He, he may put on a Spider-Man outfit and then he's convinced he can swing from the couch and sit on the wall, that sort of thing. But he's convinced that at the moment that he puts on that costume, instantly he changes. Instantly, he's not who he used to be. And as soon as he puts that on, everything changes for him. And I was thinking about this one day. I was thinking about this one day. I was in the uh, kitchen as it typically happens. Um, he, he dressed up as Iron Man, and he comes. And, and I know this is, this is the usual thing when he dresses as Iron Man. I know that one of the things that's going to happen is I'm going to get punched in the stomach. Because Iron Man came to your house, really, and punched in the stomach. And so that's what he does. He's trying to walk away and punches me in the stomach. And so um, I'm thinking about this one day, and I'm thinking about how crazy would life be if you really want to punch me? Some of you are looking at me like, I just want to be sent to punch me in the stomach. Wouldn't it be great though? Wouldn't it be great if you could put on a costume? If you could just make some kind of instant change and instant switch and maybe you're out of here and all of a sudden you change. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be awesome if you could just find something, maybe some costume, some outfit, and the second that you put it on, everything that you didn't like about yourself changed. And everything that you wished was true about you became true. Some you came in the room this morning, maybe you came here this morning, and you got some destructive habit or pattern that's part of your life today. Or you got something in your life that's just destroying the relationships in your life. Maybe it's destroying your walk with the Lord. Wouldn't it be awesome if you just find a costume and put it on those things and go on? Yeah, great. Just you, you find a costume and you put it on and instantly you change. Well, today we are in our last preview service. We are so pumped. We are only three weeks away from the one week. We are so excited, so pumped about Christ's fall. We hope that you come on and with me. But today we end our preview services. And all, all in our preview services, we've been in a series called You 2.0. And the idea behind the series is that God loves you too much to leave you where you are. God loves you too much to leave you where you are. And so today, we're talking about change. And you know what? If you were to be honest this morning, if you were to be honest with me and I'd be honest with you, wouldn't we all admit that there are things about us that we wish we could change? Right? Everybody in the room, if we were to be honest this morning, we would have to admit there are things about you, there are things about me that we all wish we could change. See, there's a verse in the Bible, you don't have to turn there, it's not what we're going to be this morning, but there's a verse in the Bible in a book called Romans. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, there's a really popular verse in it, and it says this, it says, Everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and the, 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 the first phrase in that verse, everyone has sinned, there's a lot we can away from that, there's a lot that we can apply from that phrase, but here's at least one thing that we get from that phrase. God tells us everybody can see it. At least one thing you can take away from that is that we all have issues. Right? Well, we, we all have issues. The 
see what we've been to do, what we like to do, is we like to come into an environment like this. We like to go to church, and people walk up to you. Say, hey, man, how are you doing? And you know your world's falling apart. You know you feel horrible. You know you hate everybody in the world. You don't want to be around anybody. If somebody in church walks up to you, how are you doing? What do you say back? Good. No, you're lying, right? You're lying to this person at church. You're lying. Right? I mean, there, there are married couples in the room right now. There are married couples in the room right now. Smiles on their faces. You walk up to them, shake their hand. How about you? Doing good. You're so much in love. And you got to find a way here. You are ready to grab your spouse by the throat. You know that's true. See, listen, listen. But this Bible says everybody has sinned. What we know is there are too many people here today for all of us to be here. And if you're honest, you have to. Right now, I wish I could change. There are people in the room right now. You're like you. You know it. You know it. And you really have it. You can't do that because you couldn't. Talk about Mary Berry. It's going to be kind of funny. But some of you, 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 well, I've got good news for you. You can change. You can change. In that area where you feel stuck, in that area where you feel like you've got no hope, in that area where you, people have told you you will always be this way, but you got God has told you you are going this way, some of you get that, other people don't, and bless those who don't. Bless those who don't get that, right? Bless you. We're glad that you're here. We're thankful. And yes, they just have to be here for the God. God. <laughs> but you can change. But see, it's not only really good if I sit up here and I'm on stage and I tell you you can change and you leave all pumped up. But I want you to see this morning. I want you to see God tell you that you can change. I want you to see God. Get into your life in a way that he's never, they, they never got that before. And look at you in every area of your life and say, there's hope. And I want you to see it really just from one verse today. You're only going to be one verse. And it's going to be up on the screen, so if you know your Bible, it's going to be there. But if you do have your Bible, I would ask you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Like I said, it's going to be up on the screen there. There it is right there. It's going to stay there all morning. Here's the one verse. We're just going to think about this one verse and just talk about this verse this morning. Here it is. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who gives and one, of the, one of the great things about this verse is that God tells us what the end goal is for who he's making us into. God tells us in this verse the end product, the end result for the kind of people that he's going to make us into. You can see there, you see it up on the screen, we are being transformed into the same image. Some of you, your Bible doesn't say that. Instead, your Bible says this, that we are being changed to be like him. And there's the idea behind you 2.0, that 
there's an upgrade version of you that God loves you too much to leave you where you are. God wants to change you and make you into the kind of person that he wants you to be. And maybe this is your first time this morning. Maybe you come to every preview service and you think, Mark, who is it that God wants me to become? What is the kind of person that God is making me into? Here's the answer. Jesus. The kind of person that God wants to make you into, the kind of person, if you're here, if you're a Christian, and He's changing you into more and more, is Jesus. Now listen to me, Christians, if you're here and if you're a Christian, He is doing this at this moment. You may not feel it, you may not be aware of it, but He says in His Word that what, that what He starts in your life, He will finish. And what God starts in your life, the moment that you give your life to Him, He starts to make you more like Jesus. And He is going to do it. One day, Christian, listen to me, one day you're going to stand before God perfect, just like Jesus. And God is going to make you When you stand before God, Christian, God's going to make you into the kind of person that perfectly loves you. God's going to make you into the kind of person that perfectly trusts Him. God's going to make you into the kind of person that perfectly worships Him. But let's be honest, and, and we're going to be because it's all over your faces. I look at your faces right now. Let's be honest. Doesn't that feel a million miles away from where you're at this morning? Amen? Right? Doesn't that feel a million miles away? Here, here is God, and He's saying He's going to transform us to the same image, the image of Jesus. Doesn't that feel a million miles away from where you sat this morning? See, that's why it's so good that right there you can see it on the screen that God says that He's changing us from one degree of glory to another. Here's what this means. It means that from where you sit today in the form to that end result where you're the person that's made just like Jesus, perfectly loving God, perfectly trusting God, perfectly worshiping God, if you're that person before God, from where you are right now, that person, it's a process. It's a very slow lifelong process. It's not an event. It's a process where God slowly changes you. It's not an event. It's a process. You can change, and God is going to do it, but rest assured, you can change. So the question is, how can you change? If you can change, then how do you change? Well, let me answer this one. Let me tell you how you don't change. Alright? Here's how you don't change. And this is, you gotta get this because this is where most people miss this step. Most people miss it here. You won't change by focusing on your behavior. Say that again. You will not change by focusing on your behavior. And here's why. Because if you go out today and you change your behavior, say you have something wrong, you have some habit, you have something about your life you wish that you could change, and then you change it. Some behavior, you stopped it. Some pattern, you stopped it. You just focus on the behavior. You just quit. The Bible says something I'm not going for enough. Because here's why. Because the Bible says that everything that you and I do comes from our hearts. The verse of the book of Proverbs says this, that the heart is the wellspring of life. What that means is that everything that you do, everything you think, everything you say, all of your emotions, everything comes out of your heart. And so if you're going to change, if I'm going to change, 
The only way that we're going to change is if our hearts can change. The only way that we can change is if our hearts change. And the only person who can change our hearts is Jesus. The only person who can change your heart. The only person who can change my heart is Jesus. Anybody knows this? And that's why he gives us the ingredient, the secret for how we change. And look what he says here. Out there, you know, everything we're talking about is on the screen. We all in unveiled place. Watch this. Behold the glory of the Lord. Who I when I say this? As we see. see, here's how you change. The way that you change by looking at Jesus. The way that you change is by looking at Jesus. When we say looking at Jesus, we don't just simply need acknowledging that he's real, acknowledging that he's there. That's not what we need at all. See, when, when, when God is telling us here to look to Jesus if you want to change, what he means is look to Jesus and when you see him, what you see is the person you are made for. What you see is the person who died for you, who loved you so much that he left heaven for you. What you see when you look at him is someone you were made to live for. What you see when you look at Jesus is everything that you ever wanted, you will ultimately find in him. What you see when you look at Jesus is all of your hopes, all of your dreams, and all of your desires. They're only going to be fulfilled in him. That's what you see when you look at Jesus. And if you think about that, if you're here and you're a Christian and some of you just got saved here at some of our previous services, if you think about that, that's exactly what happened to you the moment you became a Christian, isn't it? The moment you became a Christian, what happened to you in that moment? You looked at Jesus and you saw that you needed him more than anything else. You looked at Jesus and you saw that what you were made for was him. See, listen, the way that you change in the Christian life is the way that you start the Christian life. By faith and repentance. Faith in Jesus and turn away from everything that would take your eyes off him. Turn away from everything that you want to give your life to except for him. Faith and repentance. Looking to Jesus. So let's be honest this morning. Let's be honest. Let's, let's try to take some, some really practical examples. Some of you are here and you're going to be shocked when you talk this way in church. This church needs to be this way. There are people in the room this morning who are big people. I mean, here, look at the statistics, it's the national statistics of men and women, more and more. Men and women who are addicted to pornography. It's horrifying. It's tearing up marriages, destroying families. And the statistics are true. It's true of people in the room as you're living. Listen to me. If I'm talking to you right now, you're here given the thrifts and bondage of pornography. The way to get out of that is not simply to stop looking at that's a part of it. That's not the whole solution. You say, well, what's the solution? Let me ask you this question. When you look at those images, what are you really looking for? What do you really want when you look at those images? You want satisfaction. You want fulfillment. But when you look to Jesus, all of a sudden what you see is you see that you weren't made for those images. You weren't made to set your life out for those images. You were made for Him. And everything that you ever want, all the satisfaction and fulfillment you could ever dream of, you will only find in Him. And as you look at Him more and more and more, all of a sudden what happens is you start to find yourself free from the grip. Some of you are here, others of you, that's not your issue. But others of you, you go from relationship to relationship. 
job to job, and you do it because you're trying to find meaning, purpose, and value. My life would mean something if this guy would get, if I could get his attention. My life would matter if I could get this kind of job, I could get my family this kind of lifestyle, and then everybody would think that I made it. Then I would matter. But listen to me. If you look to Jesus, what you would find is that you already have all the love, acceptance, and value you can ever imagine. You already have. And what that means is, if you never get that relationship, if you never get that job, you're okay. The more you see that, it changes your heart. Let me do one more. Some of you are here and what drives your life is what other people are doing. Alright? We talk peer pressure. The Bible would call it fear of man. What fear of man means is that you worship people instead of God. Some of you are here and you don't do certain things or you do certain things based on how you think people think about you. You dress a certain way. Based on how you think people will respond, you live and die and breathe and rise and go to bed based on the opinion of other people. But when you look to Jesus, what you will find is that you are more accepted by the one who ultimately matters, by the one who gets the last word over your life. You are more loved and accepted by him than you could ever And all of a sudden, it changes your heart to where instead of worshiping people, Thank you for that. Because that's the good thing about something. 
stuck where you're at for the very first time, you believe, I can change. That's the step. Maybe the step for you is baptism. Some of you are here, you're a Christian, you've never been baptized. We got to baptize Bonnie in our last service. Baptism simply is just telling the world, hey, Jesus has changed my life and I want to live for it. And that's the step. God's telling you, you've got to do that. Maybe other people hear this. Maybe other of you, the step that God is telling you to take is God's something to tell you. I want you to take the very first step in becoming a Christian. I want you to take the very first step in becoming a person that I want you to be. Some of you here, you know you're not a Christian. You know you're not. You're, you're hoping that it's going to be good enough. Right? You're hoping that, some of you, that you're good, it's going to be good enough. You're hoping that, that maybe you've done well enough. Or son, or when you stand before God, He's going to let you in and then you like that. Anybody else, I need to take that very first step. 
Here's what I want you to do. If you have, if you raised your hand, some of you, maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you know you need to take the step and you do this with me. But if you raise your hand, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to pray a prayer and you can just pray it silently. These are magic words. This is just me trying to help you express your heart to God. You know what God is doing in your life. This is just me helping you take that first step. So if you raised your hand, or if you know you need to raise your hand, you know you need to give your life to Jesus. I want you to say this with me. Dear Jesus, thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you loved me so much that you left heaven and came to me. Forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me. I give you my life. I want to live for you. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Keep your hands out. Just ask you one question. That's awesome. Where people raise their hands there. God has just now radically changed lives in the room. If that was you, you'll never be the same. But here's my question for those of you who are here and you know you're a Christian. And there's so many things that we can say right now. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to ask you one question. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand on it so that we can pray for you. If you're here and you're a Christian, you say, Mark, God has shown me the next step I need to take. Would you raise your hand? Just raise your hands going up all over. Hands are going up. That's all I'm going to ask you to do. Put your hand down. Mark, God is showing me the next step. Just raise your hand put it down. That's awesome. 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 Hands going up all over. Thank you. Let's pray. God, thank you so much. God, that you meet with us here. God, that you meet with us and how we don't deserve it. God, you love us so much that you came for us. And God, I pray that you would Come right now and just be with these people and raise your hands. God, I praise you. How awesome is it? People raise their hands and say they want to give their life to you. God, I pray that when they leave today, they check on the card that they gave their life to you. They give it to our workers at our guest table. Not only they get the new believers, but God, they believe knowing that they belong to you. God, I pray for people who are Christians. They think they already know that they belong to you. God, Lesson a minute uh, for what we're going to work, the road we're going to go down in our next couple of Check this out. 